0: Good morning. This is Paul Donovan, Chief Economist at GBS Global Wealth Management. It's seven o'clock in the morning London time on Wednesday the 14th of February. What to make of yesterday's US consumer price inflation data? In the world of hashtag economics, headline consumer price inflation slowed a little bit less than expected. So the number must be hot and hysteria must be unleashed. In the real world this was a further significant drop in inflation. A lot of US inflation today comes from the fictitious owner's equivalent rent measure, which was increasing at 6.2% a year and which remains at the highest weighting in the CPI calculation in history. This is critical to understanding US economic activity. Homeowners have a lower inflation rate and therefore a higher spending power Than the headline numbers are suggesting. Moreover, burrowing into the detail, inflation is geographically concentrated in the United States. Looking at inflation excluding owner's equivalent rent, prices are rising normally across nearly all of the US. Bad luck if you live in Texas or Florida, where inflation on that measure is closer to 5%. Almost everywhere else, it's hovering either side of 2%. The owner's equivalent rent will come down in time. It's a mathematical calculation, not a price, which gives greater certainty to that assertion. In the meantime, focus on the genuine enhanced spending power of the middle-income consumer. UK inflation was basically stable against expectations for an increase. January saw the weirdness of UK energy pricing structures push up energy prices, The energy effect will fade later this year, pushing inflation to 2% or lower for some time. Food price inflation continues to slow, but the two-tier pricing structure of supermarkets means that food price inflation still overstates the realities for any consumer with a supermarket loyalty card. Sponge cakes helped to lower food price inflation for those who were interested in such things. Producer price inflation was also somewhat lower in the UK, There had been some angst about labour costs creating more inflation, but this is flawed data. Moreover, the composition of the UK workforce is probably shifting more than is the case in other economies because of the more rapid move to flexible working and online retail. That means that average hourly earnings are much more likely to overstate wage pressures in the UK than is the case elsewhere. Within the inflation detail, it is worth noting the deflation of consumer durable goods prices. In the United States, durable goods price levels, not the inflation, but the actual level, are lower than at any time since September 2021. Over two years of rising prices have been wiped out. In the UK, durable goods price inflation levels are below where they were in August 2022, In the euro area, durable goods prices are still rising, but just barely. The rate of inflation has collapsed. All of this reflects the rebalancing of supply and demand for goods and the general shift of consumers to focus on spending on having fun. Elsewhere, the European Union is giving the world euro area fourth quarter GDP. Does anyone really care? They do not. The national figures still dominate market perceptions of the euro economy, and this aggregate is therefore neither timely nor particularly interesting. In the United States, there was a special election for the House of Representatives in the state of New York, the most important conclusion from which is probably the inaccuracy of opinion polls, again. This seems to be the most important point for markets facing a large number of elections around the world this year. That's all for today.